Good evening. Welcome to Mary Queen of Peace Parish. As we celebrate the 13th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Assisting us today, our lector is Krisha Kubiak. I am your cantor. My name is Fred Walter. Our organist is Amanda Bruce. Our deacon is Reverend Mr. Robert McMullen. And our celebrant is our pastor, Father Michael Stumpf. of our God and King. Lift up your voice when with us sing. Alleluia, alleluia. Oh, burning sun with golden beam and silver moon with softer gleam. Sing your praises, alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. With your spirit. Good evening, everyone. Celebrating this 13th Sunday of Ordinary Time. This is the last weekend of the month, too. So not only are me and Deacon uh, Bob sharing prayer together here, but he's also going to be offering the homily uh, last weekends of the month always in our parish. So as we're gathering, we trust that the Lord continues to draw us deeper into discipleship, deeper into the covenantal love that he calls each and every one of us with God and with one another. We know as we begin, we must rely on the grace that God gives and the mercy that God gives. We ask that mercy. Lord Jesus, we ask that we bring our faith to you and that you bring salvation to us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, give us the strength to ask for your faith to be planted in us. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, your healing power cures our disturbed souls. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us of our sin, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. We together glorify God as we say, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and the glory of God the Father. Amen.
Gathering our prayers together, let us pray. O God, who through the grace of adoption chose us to be children of the light, grant, we pray, that we will not be wrapped in the darkness of error, but always stand in the bright light of truth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. God did not make death, nor does he rejoice in the destruction of the living. For he fashioned all things that they might have being, and the creatures of the world are wholesome. And there is not a destructive drug among them, nor any domain of the netherworld on earth, for justice is undying. For God formed man to be imperishable, the image of his own nature he made them. But by the envy of the devil, death entered the world, and they who belong to his company experience it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. I will extol you, Lord, for you have raised me up and have not let my enemies rejoice over me. O oh Lord, you have lifted up my soul from the grave, restored me to life from those who sink into the pit. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. Sing psalms to the Lord, you faithful ones. Give thanks to his holy name. His anger lasts a moment, his favor all through life. At night come tears, but dawn brings joy. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. Hear, O Lord, and have mercy on me. Be my helper, O Lord. You have changed my mourning into dancing. O Lord, my God, I will thank you forever. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, as you excel in every respect, in faith, discourse, knowledge, all earnestness, and in the love we have for you, May you excel in this gracious act also. For you know the gracious act of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, for your sake he became poor, 
so that by his poverty you might become rich. Not that others should have relief while you are burdened, but that as a matter of equality, your abundance at the present time should supply their needs, so that their abundance may also supply your needs, that there may be equality. As it is written, whoever had much did not have more, and whoever had little did not have less. The word of the Lord. Jesus Christ destroyed death and brought life to light through the gospel. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him and he stayed close to the sea. One of the synagogue officials named Jairus came forward Seeing him, he fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly with him, saying, My daughter is at the point of death. Please come lay your hands on her, that she may get well and live. He went off with him, and a large crowd followed him and pressed upon him. There was a woman afflicted with hemorrhages for twelve years. She had suffered greatly at the hands of many doctors and had spent all that she had. Yet she was not helped, but only grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. She said, if I but touch his clothes, I shall be cured. Immediately her flow of blood dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Jesus, aware that one at once that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and asked, Who has touched my clothes? But his disciples said to Jesus, You see how the crowd is pressing upon you, and yet you ask, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. The woman, realizing what happened to her, 
approached in fear and trembling. She fell down before Jesus and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be cured of your affliction. While he was still speaking, people from the synagogue official's house arrived and said, Your daughter has died. Why trouble the teacher any longer? Disregarding the message that was reported, Jesus said to the synagogue official, Do not be afraid. Just have faith. He did not allow anyone to accompany him side except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they arrived at the house of the synagogue official, he caught sight of a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. So he went in and he said to them, Why this commotion and this weeping? The child is not dead, but asleep. And they ridiculed him, and he put them all out. He took along the child's father and mother and those who were with him and entered the room where the child was. He took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means, little girl, I say to you, arise. The girl, a child of 12, arose immediately and walked around. At that, they were utterly astounded. He gave strict orders that no one should know this and said that she should be given something to eat. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good afternoon. Today's Gospel from Mark tells us about two miracles that occur during one event. The woman who had the affliction and was cured, and Jairus and his daughter who had died and was brought back. There are two other miracles that Mark reports earlier in his Gospel. One of those was the calming of the sea when the apostles were in the boat and the storm came and they were afraid they were going to sink. And they awoke Jesus and he calmed the water. And the other one was when Jesus was visiting and a person possessed of a demon was brought to him and he expelled the demon. So there are four miracles that, that have special meaning and they are why I think Mark would have put them together because it shows that Jesus has power over nature. He can calm the sea. He has power over evil because he can expel devils. He has power over disease and injury because he did heal the woman who was afflicted. And he has power over death because he brought back Jairus' daughter from the dead. So those are very important parts to understand to understand the nature of what was going on when he arrived uh, at the shore. There were huge crowds of people that were pressing in on him, and that is because he was known to be a magnificent healer, and he was known to be a great preacher, and he drew vast crowds. 
Now, that didn't make him very popular with a lot of people. Uh, he was not considered teaching orthodox, and, uh, and his pulling together the crowds intimidated some of the people in the established order. So keep that in mind, because as he's there in the midst of that crowd, Jairus comes to him. And Jairus was a high-ranking individual in his community. He was in charge of the synagogue. He was a man of affluence and a man of influence. And uh, when he came, you can almost see the crowd part so that he can go and speak to Jesus. And when he got to Jesus, he, he fell to the ground. He prostrated himself to Jesus, which is just an amazing thing, an unheard of thing at a time. But Jairus, was a, he believed in Jesus. He knew of Jesus. He was a believer. He had faith. And he loved his daughter enough that he would compromise himself with his peers in order to see if he could bring Jesus to his house. So Jesus agreed. And Jesus and uh, Jairus and the crowd were moving toward Jairus's house. And Jesus felt a power coming out of him. And that is when the woman with the affliction touched his clothes. Now, the woman with the affliction was practically the opposite of Jairus. She was of the lowest rung of society. She was considered unclean. Anyone who touched her would become unclean ritually within their, within their society. And this is because of the affliction that she suffered. She had spent all of her money, and she was desperate. She had no place else to go. And she knew of Jesus, and she had faith in her desperation that Jesus could help her. But she did not want to face him. For one thing, he might be considered unclean if she did. So she thought, if I just touch his cloak, I will be cured. And so she did. And in the midst of all that jostle and everybody touching up on Jesus, Jesus felt her. He felt that she brought from him a power of healing. And she was healed. And he was looking for who it was that touched him, one out of many, many people. And, uh, and she came forward with courage. And she said that she had touched him. And she told him, as it says in the gospel, the entire truth. And Jesus, who could have been upset that somebody had touched him and had taken advantage of him and had pulled some power from him, instead, he said that, that he was not angry with her at all, and he blessed her, and he, she, and he said, Daughter, go in peace. Go and be cured. And she was. And so then we go back to Jairus and the procession to Jairus's house. Well, as they approached the house, they'd already begun doing funeral processes for the daughter who had died. And so Jesus and Jairus approached. Jairus would have been crushed, obviously. But Jesus said, we'll go inside. And he brought James and John and Peter with him and the parents. And they were in the room. And he touched the child and said to her, Arise. And she did. And everyone was obviously astounded. We would all be astounded in those circumstances. And then he closed that, that, this episode of the gospel with two commands. One, he told 
Peter and John and James to keep this quiet. He didn't need to have any more difficulties with the authorities. He didn't want them to preach to the people what it is that he had done, at least not at this time. And then he did what you would think would be the Christian thing to do. He told the parents to go get the daughter something to eat. So if we look at this gospel passage, the theme that comes from it is faith. People have to place their faith in Jesus in order to receive their healing. Now Jesus, as you know from a few weeks ago, at this time, Jesus, uh, our time, Jesus has ascended to heaven. We've had Pentecost. And so now we are imbued with the Holy Spirit. Everyone in this congregation who is baptized has the presence of the Holy Spirit. So we don't have the power to touch Jesus in his physical state. We can't bring him to our house to cure the ill that are there. We can't even touch his clothes in order to cure ourselves. The curing that we get now from Jesus is just as strong as it was 2,000 years ago, but it is the healing spirit that comes when we call on it in our spirit itself. So that as we have turmoil, which in this world of chaos, there's much turmoil of the spirit. And if you call upon Jesus, he will respond and he will bring you peace and he will bring a cure to, to the trouble that you may have in your spirit. And so the message to take from this is the message, the advice that Jesus gave to Jairus. And that is, do not be afraid, just have a little faith. Trusting the power of God's love, God's compassion, God's spirit among us as his people, we bring these needs and prayers of petition. Our response is, hear us, O Lord. For the grace to see Christ in others this week, we pray. For the grace to see your spirit at work in creation and for the courage to exercise responsible stewardship of the earth, we pray. That all who are grieving, ill, or frustrated find comfort in you, we pray. We go forth from a more fervent desire to live a preferential love for the poor. We pray. We pray for those who were killed and injured in the collapse of the building in Miami and for their families, that God may comfort them. We pray. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Jean Caputo, May they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. We pray today for those members of our parish and for all of the intentions present on the altar, along with those that we hold in the silence of our hearts. We pray. The prayer for Christian unity 
We raise our voices to Mary, Queen of Peace, our Mother, and to her most glorious Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Grant us greater commitment and sincerity as we continue on this journey of unity. Please grant our parish family a resurgence of faith, a spirit of love, and a hope for peace. May we be blessed and with a vibrant, inclusive community, united in the spirit and living our covenant. Amen. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from all evil. Graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy we may be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and glory are yours now and forever. You said to your apostles and to us, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sin, but the faith of your church. Grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you. With your spirit. Let us offer each other a symbol of Christ's peace. For those celebrating virtually, we offer an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Just one parish announcement, and uh, this is Amanda Bruce's last weekend with us here at uh, Mary Queen of Peace Parish, and there is a celebration uh, happening tomorrow uh, after the 11.30 Mass, and it will be in the porch in the garages, and it's kind of pops, popsicles on the porch with uh, Amanda Bruce. So um, it's also, uh, we've been trying to uh, be, get back together with one another and uh, community build. And so it's a great time to say thank you to Amanda as well as to gather together as community. If you don't have an opportunity, there's also some jars at the edges, or the edges, the entrances of the church. You can actually write a quick little note. Um, those notes will go to her as well. Together, let us please stand and let us pray. May this divine sacrifice we have offered and receive fill us with life, O Lord, we pray, so that bound to you in lasting charity, we may bear fruit that lasts forever through Christ our Lord. Amen.
the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Mass is ended. Go in peace. Thanks Thanks be to God. This podcast is the property of the Southside Mount Washington Parish community. All rights reserved. That's it for this week. Please forward this podcast to fellow parishioners or anyone whom you think would benefit from it. Stay safe and please know that we are always praying for you.